the teaching series on mentorship, hallelujah. So I believe that uh, it's going to be a blessing to you. It's going to be a blessing to you, hallelujah. Now, during uh, the week, I made mention of the fact that money is not the only way or the only means by which someone can help you. And neither is it the only way you can help the church. Are we okay? Money is not the only way someone can help you. Neither is it the only way you can help the church. There are people that you should hold in high esteem. Not because they give you money. Not because of any financial aid they render to you. But because the, the role or the position they play in your life. Money cannot buy. Are you here? There are people you should hold in high esteem. Not because they give you money, not because they do certain things for you. But because the role they play in your life, money cannot buy. There are many of us who only hold people in high esteem only when they are able to render us financial aid. To even to a large extent, there are people who don't even respect people who even render financial aid to them. Are we okay? And people also have gotten to a point where they believe or they think that money is everything and money has affect all things. I want to be as brief as I can. They believe money is everything, money has affect all things. And the reason why they are saying that is because they are misquoting or they are misinterpreting uh, the book of Ecclesiastes and Attempt the first time. Many people misquote the scripture because they are quoting the scripture out of context and they have made money their topmost priority. So if you do not give them money, um, they don't really see that you've done something for them. If you go to them, if they come to you and they are complaining and giving you certain things that they will need in their life or they want to do, and you only advise them, you only speak to them. They feel as though you've not done it all. They, they want you to add money to it. If you don't compete with money, you've not done anything. Can we have one of God? Or you can have a seat one of God. Huh? 10 verse 19. Instead of repairing the bridges, the officials make a feast for laughter. So the officials made a feast for laughter. They made a feast for laughter. Someone to share life uh -huh. and depend on tax money to answer for all your things. Uh -huh. So depend on what tax money to do what? To depend. To answer for all of it. Okay. Did you say anything else? So your question says depend on tax money to for all of it. So we're talking about tax money here. Another question says that money answers all things. And then C clause, the last clause over there. In the King James Version, the New King James, uh, the NIV, the Amplified sometimes also say that uh, money has read all things. Money has read all things. So uh, when you hear people talking, they end up saying that money has read all things. But you see, we quote the scripture out of context, and that is wrong. Money never answers all things. I'm not by any means saying that the Bible is wrong. Please. Because already some of you are already talking as one of guys to say that the Bible is not saying the right thing. No. This scripture that we are quoting, or most people quote, 
cut it out of context. And I've told you once I was having a teaching series with you guys and teaching you about the Bible and how to know God and how to read the Bible and know it very well and explain it. And make mention of the fact that for you to be able to understand a verse, don't just take the verse and just read and quote it. I make mention of the fact that when you take the verse, make sure at least you read about five verses before that verse. Please be with me here. Make sure you take five verses before that verse. Read it. After you are done also, you can equally read the whole chapter. Read the whole chapter before taking that verse and then go to that verse. Because in reading the whole chapter, you will know where the writer is coming from. Why that word is being said. If it's not clear again, read the very, maybe two chapters before that verse or that scripture. Then you understand the concept of whatever was transpiring. Before these people said in chapter 10, the verse 19, that money answered all things. They were having a feast, a wedding ceremony, a party. And in that party, the ceremony, they organizing everything that was going on in that feast. When the people saw the things that were going on on that feast, they said, money answered all things. Why are they saying so? It's a party. It's a wedding feast. The, the context of what was said was in the wedding feast. Anything outside the wedding feast, that word doesn't ascribe to it. Are we here? So, with regards to organizing a program, having a wedding program going on, renting a car, or having your own car for the wedding, uh, the lightning, the venue, the stage setup, whatever setup it is that you want to have, it is all that has to do with money, right? So, when you get to that place, alright, you go like Chale, Sikakasa. Does money really talk? When you say Sikakasa means money talks, does it mean literally that money talks? No. But what we're trying to say, money is talking at this place. Are we okay? Money is talking at this place. So when we enter, or we are, we are talking, and we want to do something in life. You want to do something in life, so that money is everything. You don't necessarily mean that money is everything. But what you mean is that what you want to have is money that will do everything. So these people were not trying to say that money answered all things. They were saying when it comes to wedding ceremony, when it comes to a feast, Money answered all things, and that is true. If you want to do a program, and just got an idea, remember, just got an idea. Oh, daddy, it is money I used to buy in your dress. It is money that answered all things when it comes to feasts, ceremonies, parties, programs, organizing anything. So please don't quote this scripture out of context. Money never answered all things. There, there, of course, there are many limitations of money. We can find many limitations of money. It is said that uh, money can buy you a house but not a home. Money can get you wedding but not a good marriage. You understand? Money, money can buy you medicine but not good health. Are we okay? So money has its own limitation. Money cannot buy you uh, healing. It can't buy you deliverance. It can't buy you salvation. So money doesn't answer all things. This scripture is talking in context of a feast, of a, a ceremony. So please, don't take the scripture and then go So many of you also, when your mentor or someone who you want to look up to is not necessarily financially endowed, you feel it's not really called for God. Are we okay? Because if your money answered all things, if I go to him you or if I go to her, she will only say, let's pray. But I want someone I go to her talk, the person who removed five billion for me, go and sort it out. Are we okay? But you see, money should not be a reason or a criteria for you choosing your mentor or a spiritual father or a spiritual mother. 
Are we okay? Your, your biological mom or biological father might not be, uh, how do you call it, financially endowed, yet you love them the way they are, don't you? Do you go and pick your, another person's father who is richer than your father as your father? No. You accept them even if they don't have the financial capability to settle certain things in your life. Are we okay? So you don't pick a father or a mentor based on the fact that they are financially endowed. Of course, finance is good, money is good. But that should not be your main criteria for choosing a mentor. And I've seen many people choose that. So when they see someone who is famous, someone who has money, they begin to pick the person is my father. Tomorrow, they are mentioning someone against my father. Someone has become their father. And the question, who at all is your father? Anyone that comes with faith, anyone that comes with money becomes your father. Anyone that hits social media with a special message of God, this one is my father. Let someone else arise again with a different, a different revival fire. This man. Come on. We will not stop having people coming up in God with fire. Are we okay? So pick your father according to your calling and be in that name. You know, today people might not necessarily be calling us as father per se. Tomorrow we'll say, we are the father, they know us. They used to come to us. Why? Because probably now they have heard of how the message of revival has set out in our disposition, in our generation. Probably we are the one on top. My father. I don't know this. So your father should not be based on the fame they have or the money they have and what have you. I told you the no one thing that makes you to have a father is the spirit of the person. Not the prophecy, not the address, not even the fulfillment. The spirit, the source of the person. And number two, for you to even choose a father is character, not gifts. Please don't follow up by gifts. Don't follow up. You will miss it. It will only take a mature father or a father who is really God of God to know that he's not your father and tell you this is your father. Go to him. Some people know that in spirit, in the spirit, according to the will of God, they are not your father. But so far as they can keep you as long as they can, they will. Probably because of what you provide for them or what they are able to benefit from you. But I admit personally, I have told people that I'm not father. Please go back. I, I, I have many times. The problem might have seen me as someone who doesn't like them or what, but no. There is no need keeping someone who is not my son, my daughter, simply because maybe they might, they might occupy a particular position or fill a particular seat. No, no. Follow a father after the spirit, secondly, after character, not after gift. If it's about gifting, it should, it should even be last. Character. 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 It's very key. Can you leave your daughter with your father, your spiritual father, your beautiful daughter, well endowed daughter, with your spiritual father as a father? I'm traveling to the country, but I can't go with my daughter, and the father has also traveled, whatever it is. But I want you to um, be with my daughter for at least six months. You and mama to take care of my daughter for six months. Are you sure that that spiritual father? who can father at your daughter for you 
for the next six months without eventually your daughter. That you come and receive your daughter in six months after, still with your daughter in good shape and still a virgin. Or you come back meeting your daughter being touched by the man of God, by someone outside. Not because of the, uh, how do you call it? The man of God not being able to look after the daughter very well, he himself touched the lady. So you think it was a man that saved the person? Others also 
had that same amount of money to pay for that same thing, and the person still died. So it wasn't their money. Money doesn't answer all things. And in choosing a mentor, money is not a criteria at all. Spirit, character, discipline, wisdom. This I can call criteria. Anything aside this, your hand to do. Because a gifted man here is a dangerous man. I won't call him. Because when I say I'm gifted. So. <laughs> but we have to teach you the truth. Damn, but many of you will follow gifts and then you end up somewhere else. Because God is never going to stop pouring his spirit upon young men upon young women, upon all flesh, is never going to stop pouring his spirit. So we will see different kind of gifts. But he says, their fruits are important. Their fruits are important. Not the gifts, but the fruits are important. Not the branches of the tree, not the roots of the tree, not even the stem of the tree, not how the tree looks, but the fruits of the tree, it's more important. Judges, chapter 13. I've got any word in heart. Judges, chapter 13. Verse 1. Verse 1. To 3. And the Israelites again did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. Okay. And the Lord gave them into the hands of the Philistines for 40 years. Okay. And there was a, and there was a certain man of Zorah, mm-hmm. of the tribe of the Danites, mm-hmm. whose name was Manoah. And his wife was barren and had no children. Verse 3. And the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, Behold, you are barren and you have no children, but you shall become pregnant and bear a son. Verse 4. Therefore, beware and drink no wine. You are strong drink. And eat nothing unclean. Alright. Now listen. This was a prophecy given to the mentors, the mother, the biological mother and father of Samson. And the angel of the Lord came, or the messenger of God came again from the ultimate mentor, our father God. The message came from him to through the messenger to the mentors of Samson. The father and mother. And perhaps the father of Samson was Manuah or Manuah. And the mother. And the message came unto them saying that you will have a son and this son you are going to bear no razor should touch his head and even before no razor touches his head in the womb make sure you take much wine and strong drink remember I didn't explain to you what wine is and what strong drink is when I was teaching on Acts ADD we spoke about uh, alcohol should a Christian take alcohol or not so I'm not going to go into it so he said do not wine or alcohol or strong drink are we okay they said this one is a nazarite unto me no razor shall touch his head you see there were other nazarites in there nazarites are people who never touch their hair they don't cast their hair so either they had um, long hair like a white either they had um, long hair um, that's a rasta either they had like full of hairs nazarite scripture the other time according to the bible nazarites are not blacks neither are they white they are rooted so we can't have a 
that his strength is taken away from him. I want to explain something there. Now, this prophecy came. Their parents or his mentors heard of it. Please move to the verse 9. After this happened, the prophecy was given to the wife of Samson's father. However, Samson's father wasn't around. And the wife told Samson's father, this is what is going on. This is what the Spirit of the Lord came to tell me. And then he said, I want to hear the word myself. So he went to pray. And then the Lord sent the angel again to come and tell his father what he has said. But when the angel came, what happened? Please? Judges, Judges 13 verse 9. All right. And God listened to the voice of Manoah. Okay. And the angel of so God probably he did not believe the wife. He wanted to hear the message himself. And the angel of the Lord came. Two men talked doubting themselves. To the woman, as she sat in the field. But Manoah, her so husband, after the husband had prayed for God to answer him, he prayed. God has answered, and the angel of the Lord came. But when the angel came, he did not find Manoah where he was supposed to be. Oh, did he hear the scripture? In other words, do not pick a mentor who is who was where God was, but who is where God is. Do you understand? There are people who are not in this dispensation. They are moving backwards. They are not in alignment with what the Spirit of God is saying. All I'm saying, don't pick a mentor who is where God was, but who is where God is. There is going to be a tragedy if you pick a mentor who is moving in their old realm and not in the realm of now where God is. When we were having the two days of emergency, I didn't make mention of everything that was going to go on in the world. And I said something explicit. I said, there are people with money, people of the world, celebrity stars, who God himself is going to change and begin to bring them to the kingdom of God, to sponsor people with money. God is going to cause them to come and sponsor the two days of emergency. Online, when we had it, I didn't mention these things. So when you see it, don't laugh, don't complain, don't talk. It is the work of God. And we see it happening in Ghana. We, we have a father who is where God is, not where God was. I hear me at all. And it's happening. But we don't have to go out there and begin to tell us, we prophesy about this. I saw one of God being interviewed at one of the stations in Ghana. And then he was saying that he had prophesied about this and that this person is going to change. He didn't prophesy. He didn't prophesy. When the video was played, right? In a video, <laughs> he heard of the father. This person said that in Ghana, for a lady to make it, she has to then sleep around with a lot of people before they can make it. So when he heard that, he came out saying that he's advising this girl to change and begin to advise other people also to choose to change. You were given a word of advice, not a prophecy. Let me clear. Another person has said it's a prophecy. Let's not close the I was here again the other time and I was telling how what is going to be happening there well, even in Ghana. And I made mention of the one day I was on the park watching the football and a man was using an earpiece listening to a music. And you could still hear whatever was being played, seated by him. And I asked myself, why is this man using earpiece? 
for people of God. But young people are going to have stroke. And I told you, I do not put your phone by your headside when you are sleeping. I told you, yeah. Because I'm shocked that. Then we saw, within a week, City, City, uh, City TV or City TV, whatever it is, they brought the news out that young people are now increasing with shock, shock among young people is on the rise. And you have to come and put out there. Prophecy confirmed. <laughs> we could do all that. We could match the information, the video about them, and then the presenter giving the information, and then my video also. They will say, oh, Papa is king. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I'm not about faith. But I'm just making you understand that these things is from a man who is where God is, not where God was. If you begin to follow a man who only knows about what was happening in the past, history, can I prophesy? 1982. This is this. And they only know how to talk about the past and cannot help us about what to do in the future or not. Why they prophesy about me? Are we okay? Yes, if you pick from the past and you bring it to the present and you solve the present situation in the future, fine. But when you pick the past and not able to solve the issue now, what are you doing? So when you are dreaming, dream well. When you're having mentors, choose them well. Manua wants to where God wanted him to be. But by mercy, this woman went to call her husband to come and hear the angel of the Lord. And when the angel came, the angel gave the information to this man. The man heard it. And please read the verse 16 to 19 first. Jesus chapter 13. 13, 16 to 19. And the angel of the Lord said to Manoah, Please listen. After the wife of Manoah had called the man to come and they have heard of the, of the angel of the Lord, something happened then. Though you detain me, I will not eat of your food. But if you make ready a best offering, offer it to the Lord. For Manoah did not know that he was. What is your version? If you read the scripture carefully, it didn't mention of the fact that Manuel asked the angel, What is your name? That when this prophecy you have given us comes to pass, we will honor you. When this prophecy comes to pass, we will honor you. That's what Manuel said. So, angel, give me what, what, what are you called? What is your name? That when this wonderful thing that you have said, we will honor you. And if you went ahead to say that the prophet hadn't been confirmed yet, yet the angel said, I will not eat. But if you can give bread offering, no problem. Bible said that Manuah and the wife offered a sacrifice to God. When they offered a sacrifice to God, said, and then the angel wrote on the inside of the sacrifice and went to heaven. And then they saw that this is the angel of the Lord. Are we okay? What I'm trying to say is that when your mentor a message or anyone who 
before that, before even the man of God, the prophecy will come to pass. Bible said, and they honored the man. Some of you, even when the prophecy comes to pass, you don't even honor. You even forget that we've even prophesied about it before. If it's a bad thing, then you remember how I prayed for me. If it's a good one, then I'm going to find a buy. If it's a good thing that happened, you remember you prayed a prayer. You forget that someone prophesied to you. Or someone led you through other way. Are we okay? Make sure that you honor your mentor in any way that you can. Whether they have prophesied to you or not, whether um, they've prophesied to you and it's pending its manifestation, still honor them. Tell someone, honor your mentor. Honor a man of God who brings you a message from God. And obviously, there are many ways of honoring. So make sure you honor. Are we okay? So I'm talking about honor, I'm talking about money. Not always money. Money is part of honor, but money is not the ultimate form of honoring. Are we okay? So when I'm talking about honoring a mentor, I'm not necessarily talking about every time coming to give a mentor money. It's good, but not the ultimate. If if you bring me money and you talk to me anyhow, where's the honor? God said, if I be your father, where is my honor? God himself is even demanding for his honor. He's asking, where is his honor if he is your father? How much more will you hear them? The king is asking for his honor. If he be your father, where is his honor? What about us? If I be your father, where is my honor? If I be your mentor, if I be your man of God, where is my honor? Now, we want to look at the other side. Genesis chapter 14. Verse 1 to the verse. Now, after Samson was born, please follow me. After Samson was born, he grew up and Samson <laughs> fell in love with someone. Please let's read. Samson, Genesis chapter 14, the verse 1. Genesis chapter 14, verse 1 to 4. One day, Samson went down to Timna, uh-huh. where he noticed a certain young Philistine woman. Okay. Verse 2. He went back home and told his father and mother, There is a woman down there who caught my attention. See, Get her for me. I even want to even before this happened, the Lord had already given a message about something. Who something is going to be? Who he shouldn't get involved in in terms of marriage? We didn't read the whole scripture. You would have seen it there. Aside the razor and the wine, they were told that he shouldn't pick a woman from the valley. Something was told not to pick a woman from the valley. But this is the case where Samson is falling in love with someone who was supposed to fall in love with. This man was indisciplined. He was a mentee who had mentors, but he was indisciplined. Please let's read it. Verse 3. But his father and mother asked him, Okay. Why do you have to go to those who hate us? Okay. To get a wife. Okay. Can't you find someone in our own clan, among our people? But Samson told his father. She is the one I want to get married to. I like her. Let's go. Hallelujah. Alright. You see, before we move to verse 4, <laughs> Samson was sent by God with a specific mandate to deliver the Israelites out of the hands of the Philistines. But said, at that time, the Philistines had power and control over the Israelites. 
So God sent Samson to deliver the Israelites from the hands of the Philistines. Are we okay? Now, the people you Samson have been sent to go deliver, according to law, you are not supposed to marry them. But Samson is Samson is falling in love with one of the people he was sent to go and destroy. Menti, your mentor has sent you to go destroy people. And the people you are being sent to go destroy, you are falling in love with them. <laughs> he fell in love. And when his mentors questioned, the mother and father questioned him, he said, Mom, it is this woman I still love. I like her. She 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 is she pleases me. Other version says she pleases me. She is the one I want. But he was questioned. Are there not any brethren that you could marry from? Your among the can you marry among the brethren? So now this one pleases me. So it meant also that among his brethren, none of the ladies could please him. Church ladies, church ladies, learn how to please your husbands. Learn how to please your boyfriends. I'm talking to you. If you do not learn how to please them. They will take someone outside, and it's not their fault. It is your fault. You are not able to please them. Men, am I communicating well? Yes, yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. We ought to learn how to please our people. Learn how to please your wife. Learn how to please your husband. Learn how to please your spouse. Else they will go out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. We ought to learn how to please them. Samson would have gone out there because he, for the statement that the mom made, is there not anyone among your brethren? It means Samson was certain, but he did not find anyone that could please him. The one that could please him was from the people he was supposed to destroy. And the parents left him. Okay, if you still want to go by that, still go. However, we have cautioned you not to go that way. And the Bible says in verse 4 that the mother and father did not know that the Lord sought for this occasion to destroy the Philistines. Mm. So all the indiscipline of something, all the things that something was doing and messing around, it was God himself who orchestrated it. Something was indiscipline. Listen, something was not a womanizer and I will explain to you. Something was never a womanizer. Something was never a womanizer. He, nowhere in the Bible, in the information we are given about the women that Samson carried, not, we can't use that as a premise to justify the fact that Samson said, so like, oh, he's not a womanizer. But he was indisciplined. Samson was indisciplined. This mentee was indisciplined. When the father talks, he doesn't listen. He does what he wants to do. When the mentor talks, he does what he wants to do. He does what feels comfortable. Are we okay? So you bring that issue, you want to solve it. You want us to solve it on phone. It can't be solved on phone. Yet you still want on phone. Let's be disciplined. Because someone let's be disciplined. There are phone issues and there are physical meeting issues. We should know. Something was indisciplined. And yet the Lord stood on the indiscipline of something. To destroy the enemies of the Israelites. Are we okay? Instead of God standing on your weakness and your indiscipline, why not make God stand at your good aspects, at your discipline aspects? 
So, Samson should have died the time he died. But because of what he was doing, the incident of Samson was going to lead him to death. And God could have never allowed Samson to die without accomplishing his mission or his will. So he had to make sure that he used that same discipline of something to destroy the people and accomplish a particular will in the life of something. How do I know so? And Samson's life was not so pleasing unto God. It was not full of worthiness because he did not do what he was supposed to do. He was indisciplined. He was indisciplined. Thus, our Samson was indisciplined. Samson was not a woman. He fell in love with this woman. We see again in the book of Judges chapter 16, verse 1. Judges chapter 16, verse 1. Samson, I love this guy. One day, uh-huh. Samson went to the Philistine city of Gaza, okay. where he met a prostitute okay. and went to bed with her. Okay. So now, first one, he met one person and then he was in love. But he met another person who is a prostitute and then he went to bed with her and then he lived with the woman till midnight. And then the full money came. What happened to the full money? The people of Gaza found out that something was there. Uh-huh. So they surrounded the place uh-huh. and waited for him all night long at okay. the city gate. All night long at the city gate. Something was still firing. <laughs> people have heard that this one is a champion who was sent by God to destroy us. He has come into our gates and we have gotten an opportunity to ambush him and kill him. And they have heard this message. And yet something is still with the harlot firing all night long. The people were waiting all night long. And something was still firing at the harlot's place. What happened? They were fighting all night. When something woke up, we will wait until they break. Okay. And then we will kill him. Okay. That's three. Okay. But when something stayed in bed, only until midnight. Okay. Then he got up and took hold of the city. Something stood up. This something stood up after fornicating. Something something has finished fornicating fresh. He stood up. He has fired all night long. He has stood up. What happened, man of God? And took hold of the city gate. He took hold of the city gate and pulled it down. He pulled it down. And what? Doors, doors, locks, and all. Upon himself. He put them on his shoulders yeah, yeah. and carried them far off to the top of the hill. So the people that are waiting for <laughs> Someone who has finished fornicating, something, Menti, he has finished fornicating. And right after fornicating, the anointing of God still comes upon him. <laughs> to the point where he can break, you see, I don't know if you've watched um, the movie called Outpost, it's a series. If you've watched it, you'll see that Every town or every city has its own gates. And they have a bar that has the name of the gates. So he broke that thing, the name. He broke the bar, the two bars. He, he put the, the gates of the city on his shoulder. Something. Gate. Even if this door, we break this door and put it on your shoulder. You said it on my head. <laughs> Something took the gate, put a gate of the city, not door. He puts on his shoulder. How broad was the shoulder of something? Then he put the name bar also, the belt, everything he put on his shoulder. Something. Right after fornicating, God came upon him. You see, you might be wondering why some people are doing things at an ease 
normality. It's come not only in going the fact that he should not bow his head. He should not touch that person. He should not even drink alcohol. That was some saints covenant with God, not immorality. The man found out. So something can fire and still be under the anointing of God. Something can fire and still prophesy. Something can fire and still preach. Something can fire and still heal the sick. Something can fire. <laughs> and you will carry doors for your shoulders. And it can fire. All night long. Something. 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 And anointing of God still comes upon you. And yet you will also try that same thing and God can kill you. <laughs> because your covenant with God is not the same way. That there was someone my sister said, is there thing some of us cannot do because God can kill us? But our covenants are different. There are some things we are not permitted to do. Our instructions are different. My instructions need the fact that I need to fast. It's not for you. It's not for you. Every day of the week, it's fasting. It's not for you. It's my instruction. If you go by it, you might die. <laughs> yeah. Because sometimes even me myself, the way I fast, the next day, the way I feel, my tummy. I look at my teeth there like, but it's well. So if I'm not instructed to do all this, what would have happened to me? If I want to be flat, I can be flat too. I can be. I can be. I can be. How many guys are taking supplements? I can be for the move. But it will be of no use because the next moment I'm still fasting the day. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. After all this thing, I know it's not supposed to come. Right? It's like two days after, right there, that same time. After getting now dressed up, I don't know what come up for him. He go take dirty break or something. Something. Don't follow people and copy people blindly, because your commandment and your callings are different. You see, I will move to this particular part. I point when something was the anointing of God to come upon him, he needed to shake himself. He knows how to do it. There are some men of God who, before ministry, they kneel down by their chair and they pray. Some of them kneel down by the pulpit and pray. Some of them do other things. Please, it is not your own, it's not for everybody. Everyone then shot you, you that will come. That will happen. You probably might be looking for mine. You, you, you may not know. I might not make him know. You are thinking still. You want in your instruction before I move to pray for any sick person. I have to make I know what I will do, I know what I will say before I do whatever I will do. If, if you go and say the same thing, something will happen to you. You see, when it's not your instruction, when it's not your calling, don't venture because what something takes and say, not what comes upon you. When you do it, you can die, you can lose your ministry. God will not operate with you again. Judas betrayed Jesus and he died. Peter equally betrayed Jesus and he's still living. And now he did greater things. We even have the book of Peter. First Peter, second Peter. He both of them still betrayed Jesus. But one is living and one even wrote a book. One committed suicide. So please, if someone is singing and they are still operating, that's thing you should also sing. Some people will come on radio, pastors, insult, insult, say things, 
It doesn't mean she also go out there and insult anybody at all. Be careful. Be careful. You know, the Archbishop of the Caribbean, when he starts currently, he can say certain things about the president of a nation. And in court, they can't really do him anything. They will only call him, oh, why do you say this is one qualification? Maybe then there is some stereotyping somewhere. But let someone else, in quotes, a minor man of God, they are major and minor, so in quotes, a minor man of God, goes to say the same thing that Abishok said. They will not even hear his mouth matter. He and I take No interrogation. No interrogation. They'll just pick a person up, just knock you up. We don't care what I have to say. During Corona season, some pastors were uh, caught, put in jail. Others also did the same thing and they were just fine. They, find, they, pay, they, they say they should pay this amount of money because they didn't use masks. Another pastor did the same thing with church members, they came to pick it up. Levels are different, callings are different, instructions are different. So you don't go and do certain things because someone is okay doing it. Our instructions are different. Are we okay? Are we okay? Don't follow blindly you. Something was in God was within you. You know it, God will not be God will leave you. When your mentee, when your mentors talk, as a mentee, you are supposed to listen. Man of God, please move on. Judges 16 verse 4. After this, Samson fell in love with a woman named Delilah. Okay, so watch this. Again, Delilah is not a prostitute. Many people misquote the script, please be with me. Many people misquote the script and thinking that Delilah is a prostitute. She is never a prostitute. Bible never said Delilah is a prostitute. It's a lie. After this, after something had gone to be with the prostitute, Bible said, after this, after this act, after something had taken the door and the bar and everything, after this thing, then he met a woman called Delana, whom he fell in love with. Delana was not a harlot. She was not a prostitute. So please, don't be lying to you. So why you don't say You say Delana the prostitute. Delana the harlot. It's a lie. After this, after the harlot event, he met another woman who was called Delilah. If it was Delilah, something may take weight. I would have said after this. And the woman was called. Oh. The name of the harlot wasn't given. But this woman's name was given. No one. The five Philistines came, went to her and said, Trade something into telling you why he is so strong okay. and how we can overpower him. Okay. Tie him up and make him helpless. Each one of us will give you 1100 pieces of silver. Verse 6. So Elijah said to Samson, Please tell me what makes you so strong. Okay, I'm going to read So there was this woman called Elijah who was a prostitute. She's a woman. This woman only, she was a patriot. She loved her country. And again, she loved money. Men, please stay away from women who love money. Man, you can't marry a woman who loves money. And then they give, uh, they go do some survey out there, and they say funny videos out there, and they say, or oh, maybe social media, they ask you, so when we give you one million, will you leave your boyfriend, will you leave your, uh, your guy, will you cheat on your guy for one million dollars? Say, yeah. <laughs> if I get one million dollars, I can get any husband I want. That's the answer, right? Ladies, are you here? <laughs> 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 a woman 
woman who doesn't love money loves integrity. She values who she is. She doesn't use money as a criteria to value whoever she is. Money is not a standard of women. Character is. A standardized woman is measured by character, not by money. Not her love for money. So if a woman is loving money and then you can leave your husband for one million dollars, hey. Have you read the other time that the women were supposed to help their husband make it? They were supposed to make their husbands famous, make wealth. And yet you are leaving that husband is supposed to build with for one million dollars. They think it's funny. They think it's funny. But it's an indication of the fact that you love money. Don't be a Delilah. Don't only love your country. <laughs> Have a good character. If you love your country and love money, it's not right. So I'll give you money and you can leave your husband. I'll give you money and you can cheat on your husband because of money. Then you, God call you. Women, guys, don't marry a lady who is money conscious. And you see them. Only car, I mean, they tell you only car. And you go back and forth. They don't want people who don't have cars. Ladies, some ladies, they can never date. I think I saw something recently. There was one lady who the guy said they should pick Tontra because he didn't have enough money. The lady said, no, she's not going to go. No. It wasn't a funny skit, it was a real lifestyle. So she she doesn't want to pick tra- She didn't want to pick public transport. Some of you are like this, you are here like that. So people are buying their, their, their girlfriends, their wives, Brazilian hair. You are buying me to do the thing. Now buying Versace spray, whatever spray, whatever thing. You are buying me to do the thing. They are buying you refraps. They are buying quality green iPhones. See what you bought me when I own the iPhone. It's Samsung. Samsung. <laughs> Android sign. I will come on it. Buy his iPhone. You are bashing the guy. You can so iPhone. iPhone 13 is out. You can't buy my iPhone 13. iPhone iPhone 18 is out. You can't buy my iPhone 18. All my friends are using iPhone 18. Need pay. I'm using iPhone 6. And they are complaining. They are money lovers. If you are here, please, money lovers. You know your names. Please. There, there was a need for you to change. Else, you will be part of the people that something classifies as the fact that they cannot please him and then they leave. Some men might not be able to tell you the reason why they are really, really breaking up with you. But if you, should, you go into the discussion with boys, boys, you will know the real reason. Some of it is money. You are too demanding. You are too demanding. Some guys are at a particular level of their life that they are doing their life. You are worrying them with too much and every day you want this, every day you want that. He will leave you not because he, he doesn't love you. He will leave you because you are giving too much headache. Tell someone too much headache. Too much headache. See? <laughs> now explain it again. Please read on. Something got pissed at. Delilah. When Delilah was asking something, where is the where lies your strength? So Delilah said to Samson, please tell me what makes you so strong. Today I was asking Samson, what do you do? What business do you do? What, what is your source of money? What is your source of strength? What some of you do? Mm-hmm. If someone 
wanted to tie you up and make you helpless. Okay. How could he do this? Okay. But seven, Samson answered, if they tie me up with seven new bow strings that are not tied, that are not tied out, I will be as weak as anything else. Okay. So the Philistines came, brought Delilah seven new bow strings that were not dried out, and she tied up Samson. Verse nine. She had Samson. So Samson kept lying to Delilah. Didn't want to give the truth out. Okay. She had Samson. She kept pestering. She kept pestering. She had some men waiting in another room. Okay. So she shouted, Something, the Philistines are coming. But he snapped the bowstring just a strike, which when fire touches it. So this so so you this move on to the verse 16. So we read So after this incident he happened, so he broke the rope and everything happened again. She Lana went over the story all over again. She kept asking again to know the source of the strength of Samson. And then she kept asking verse 16, please. So something got so sick and tired of her body. Something got so sick and tired. I was like, he, he got vexed to death of the last questions. Women, stop nagging. I am mentoring you even into good marriage. So, what are we going to marry? What are, what's our color? How many people are going to be the venue? Which people are we going to be spiciness? Best man, what we And funny now, these things you've talked about already. But you go and it again. But do you remember this? Did you remember this girl? <laughs> so, we've been hating for some time. You didn't tell me the source of your wealth. What do you do? Do you have a land? Do you have a car? Do you, are you building? Are you? And ladies, they are asking questions too much. There's an issue at home. We are supposed to solve it. We've discussed it. It's okay. The next morning, you wake up against that. Does make coyote here? Did you understand what I'm trying to say? I told you when you put when you take this in, don't put it there again. Put it here. You are nagging. Even when a girl is, it vexes guys. Girls who talk too much. Guys are tired of you. Learn how to limit the way you talk. He said, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> And he looked up to his sister. Hallelujah. <laughs> guys. <laughs> guys get tired easily of ladies who talk too much. Please who now. Every time they are complaining. But you see, funny now, these ladies don't think they are complaining. They don't think, they think they are having a conversation. But to the guy who are not into it too much. Ladies, to help you in this state, please, after this, don't continue it. Learn how to overlook certain things. Even if they are dressed in a way that is not so nice for you. Okay, now listen. And every time you are complaining about the way they are dressed, every time you are complaining about the way they are looking, please. Sometimes learn how to overlook it. Just say, hey, Charlie, I'm going to the salon. It looks as though your beer has to soak up. Let's move together. Don't be at home. Let's move together. No address for buy shut up. Take it out. Quality shut up. 
the letter carrier said, babe, this top you wear to this child, this one, fine. But today I'm not wearing this, it's not nice. You go and move this shoe, wear this one. Every day, you are making the guy lose his self-esteem. And in that, you will not feel comfortable with you, you will not please him. It is your duty to, to make him have self-esteem. Be confident among guys. When your guy, a lady here, and also for the guys also, when a lady is not able to go out with you as a guy, when you wanted to go somewhere with you, one, try to say it. Hey, you teacher. One, it is because they are not confident with you among that space they are going to. Are we okay? Because I know if you should go and we talk about dressing, when you when my guy appears among them, he cannot match the level of dressing. It, it will look as though the guy needs to say wadum. So because of that fact, he won't, she will not want the guy to follow her to that particular meeting because Obeto, he will look different and odd among the people because he's not well dressed to the standard of these people. So he will prefer, she will prefer to keep the lady home. And same applies to the guys. If a guy is going for a meeting and cannot take him, because among their friends and their wife, they are talking, you, you cannot talk to them because if you open your mouth, <laughs> if you open your mouth, if it's politics, you can't talk to them, you will do what you If it's business, you can't talk to them, you will talk about someone, you can't talk to them. So because I, these guys cannot send you to these meetings. So please, note it. And work, don't complain. Note it and work on it. If your guy is not confident taking you out everywhere he's going, he's not coming you along. No, but it is because he's not confident with you in the company that he's going to enter into. Aside the fact that he has other plans, but this will be the main reason. Any guy who is proud of the wife of the girl will want to take them along every time. Are you with me? Yes. Yeah, beautiful. If my wife is beautiful and we're away for a meeting, I would like to show off my wife if she knows how to dress, blend colors, very intelligent. I would want to show her off among the meeting. Yes. But if she's not among this criteria, I would want to hide it at home. See, I can I can I can handle it, but I can't handle it when my friends are telling me this and this and this about my wife. So please use it at home. <laughs> it's not the issue. So when you begin to realize that don't complain, work on yourself, ladies. Guys, when you realize that, don't complain. Work on yourself. Work on your dressing. Work on your intelligence. Work on your stuff. Work on yourself. Work on yourself. When, 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 when God gave Adam the garden, He told him to till it. He didn't have to live like that. When the garden was given to Adam, He had to till it. So if God has given you as a wife or as a man to your wife or your wife or your husband to your wife and a wife to the husband. You don't say that's why I am. Take me as I am. And take me or let me know. He is supposed to tell. The woman is supposed to tell. Cultivate. They are all supposed to do. They are all supposed to work on each other. Don't say that's how I am. No, work on yourself. That's how I work on yourself. That's how I am. That's how I am. It will make you lose something. It will make you lose your miracle. Huh? That's how I am for. Take me or let me. You will lose it. Tell someone work on yourself. Learn how to please the cars. Don't be talking to me. So 
guy is supposed to be happy, confident with you talking to your phone. Now, on your phone, when you go like, oh, you, I'll talk to you later, I'll go to you for something. It's not going to do anything, no. You did bomb. He said that if a nigga doesn't like you, <laughs> this is about the fridge, right? <laughs> the, the, the fridge is open, I'm going to go to the fridge, I'm going to go to But the ones they like, they don't even have to call, you'll be calling them. Don't vex your guy, don't vex your husband, don't vex your wife, don't vex your woman. It's both ways. I'm mentoring you to become good husbands and wives. So when marriages are getting broken in this dispensation, love is going cold. Yours will be kept alive. Your, 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 the joy and the love in your marriage will be new every morning. It will be new every morning. When people are complaining about marriage, you 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 have to see like there's a bitterness. How this like like you marry like we don't we don't get inside the world like full now love every day. Love every day. They begin to mentor them too. And this is how we did it. We knew ahead of time. We knew. Learn how to overlook. It's not everything you, you see that your mouth should say. Tell them, learn how to overlook. Learn how to overlook. Some of you ladies, some of you guys, everything you see, you talk. What a poor floor. He, he didn't clean it, you talk. <laughs> overlook. You are eating, see how you probably eating there, the most Pick it up, don't talk. Pick it up, don't learn next time. That's how dogs learn. Here, let me see if it's an animal. When they defecate at one place and you tell them not to be there and you clean it, you show them, next time they'll not be there. You, they will not go there. But if you bring the dog, obey your dog. Animals, you think that's how. I don't know if you have a pet, some of you. <laughs> Some of you are beating all your pets. <laughs> the the, 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 the airways is not yes. You are beating all your pets. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Learn how to overlook issues. Sometimes uh, the issue will be very pressing and you want to talk about it. But learn how to hold yourself. Hold yourself. Don't talk about it. Because as pressing is, if you talk about it, you've destroyed everything. Sometimes your mouth will close and when you don't talk about it, the person himself or herself will come and talk to you and I go past somewhere, you know, good crap. If a guy sees you don't talk too much eh, and they go out to do things, eh, then they will come back and come and tell you. They might not give you full details that they've done this with a person, but they will tell you, actually, I meet some girl, eh, this one, dear. Like Joe, you begin to know that, oh, now something has gone on, but at least he has had the courage or she has had the courage to come and tell you something has gone on. But when they begin to be mute, it means that you nap too much, that's why. So they'll keep defending themselves, he or she will keep defending themselves. When you don't nap too much, eh? people who don't nap too much, it's easy for you to open up to them. Even when they are not asking, you can tell them. I like divine. He doesn't talk to you. So I can go to him and tell him everything. And he'll just be listening. Shall we pour him? He'll be listening. It is, it's, it's fun. It's fine. He listens. Pastor Divine has a very good sense of listening. Uh, if you have issues, you want to talk to Pastor Divine. We will listen to you. Ah. <laughs> you know me, when you're talking to me, I'll be asking questions. I'll interject. <laughs> yes. 
I won't finish. Then I'll, you won't finish. I'll cut you and I'll tell you that this is it. Okay, you go. I've stopped it. That's it. You see, for me, I've stopped. Yeah, I know how to stop. Fine. I know how to stop. But his style is so different. Good at listening. Even if he knows the answer to whatever you are saying, he will wait for you to finish. <laughs> me, you finish it. <laughs> oh, come on, let's give up our regular class. I'm not saying this because I have heard. I have experienced it myself. Uh, if it is food you can't eat, we eat for you too. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a whole package. It's a whole package. It's a whole package. Are you with me? Can you be your best 17 years and your best 19 years and your best 17? Okay. That's he finally told her. So, this is, this is where Samson's problem started. Samson's problem did not start because he, had, he was a womanizer. As I said, Samson was never a womanizer. In Judges chapter 14, verse 1, he fell in love with a woman. That is one woman. Two, he went to Nate with the halot. Judges 16, verse 1 downwards. He made with the halot. And then he went to the, the bus. Okay? That is two. Okay? The third woman was Delilah. But Delilah also looked like a woman that Samson was in love with in chapter 14. So let me if you account it. So only three women we see Samson deal with. How can you call a man who fell in love, let's say, two women? And then went out for only one woman. How will you call such a man humanizer? You. How many people have you gone out with? You said we didn't call you humanizer. We didn't call you a word like humanizer. We didn't call you like that. That you, you stand somewhere and call something humanizer. He went out with three people there. You have many? You see accounting. You see, you see how they accounting. Your own plane Your track record passes something. <laughs> The guilty ones want to laugh. <laughs> and the guilty ones are laughing more. <laughs> it is well. It is well. I'll tell somebody it is well. Yes, so we don't classify it like that. They are classifying something. Are we okay at all? Yeah. Are we okay? So we can't classify him as a womanizer. But he said the truth out, and when he said the truth, he told Delilah about his strength. And Delilah cut off his seven locks, meaning that Samson was a rasta man. And his rasta man was not the one 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 like, let's say, what Minister Debbie is having. His own was only seven, seven, seven locks. So that in Henry Lefou, it's explained things, and then it becomes seven, seven. And seven means fullness, perfection. So, with that number of hair, he had the totality and the fullness of God upon him. How are we okay? How are we okay? Seven locks. And that was the only seven locks that was cut. And, was, and then suddenly he lost his strength. He lost his strength. His strength left him when the hair was cut. But to conclude, the strength of Samson was not found in his hair. The source of the strength of Samson is from God, not from his hair. Are we okay? Yeah. Or can I explain to you? Yes. Because some of you feel that his strength is in his head. And so far as the hair was cut, then it means that Samson did not get power again. But it's not from the head. Samson's strength came as a result of obeying his mentor. So long as Samson obeyed his mentor, he remained supernaturally strong. But so long as he disobeys his mentor, his strength is taken away from him. The reason why something 
strength was not because of his hair, but because he obeyed the covenant. So if I pick anointing oil and I pour it upon you to give you healing and whatever you want to be given, the anointing is not in the anointing oil. The thing happened because I obeyed. Are we okay? The thing did not happen because of the oil. The thing did not happen because of my hand I laid on you. It happened because as I was told, I did. That is why denial to obedience is disobedience. And half obedience is disobedience. Are we okay? Are we okay? Now, please read. Uh, okay, you still reading the verse uh, 22 to 30. So we see why uh, it is it isn't so that because so after something hair was cut, he was taken captive by his enemies and then he was placed somewhere and then his hair began growing again after some days. So they were having a party. They were having a party because something has been caught. Now no one can kill them again. Okay. To their God. Okay. The Son, our God has given us victory over our enemy, Samson. They were enjoying themselves. Their God has given them victory. And so they called, and so they said, Call Samson and let's make him entertain us. Okay. When they brought Samson out of the prison, they made him entertain them and made him start between columns. When the people saw him, they sat God has given us victory over our enemy, okay. who devastated our land and killed so many of us. Verse 26. Samson said to the boy who was leading him by the hand, Let me touch the columns that hold up the building. I, I want to make this. Please, please, please. Let put me amidst the two pillars. Let me lean on them. Okay. Verse 27. The building was crowded with men and women. All five kings were there. And there were about 3,000 men and women on the roof, watching Samson entertain them. Then Samson prayed. So Samson, who was in anguish, who was in pain because his eyes were blacked out and he had no strength anymore, by seeing Samson being humiliated and being in pain, they were entertained, they were happy. They were joyful that something is in pain. That was their source of entertainment. And they were eating and drinking and playing because something is suffering. So there are people also who are seeing you and you are in pain and it is their entertainment. People are entertained by you being in pain, you struggling. People are entertained. That's not my message, please. I won't close, I won't close. Then something break. So long. Then what? Something Sovereign Lord, please remember me. Please, God, give me my strength. Just this one time more. Okay, so, so Samson prayed in the verse 28 that Father, give me one more time my strength so that I can kill the Philistines for the last time. Alright. But Bible said in the verse 22 that his hair began to grow again. So if his strength is as a result of the, his, his hair, then he should have been strong when the hair was growing. There was no need for Samson to have said a prayer to God for God to give him strength. Because his hair was growing. 
if his hair wasn't growing and he had prayed to God, then fine, we understand that the source of his strength is in his head. But so long as his head was growing and he's asking God for strength, it makes us know that his source of strength was not the head, but God. And so long as he obeyed God and kept that head, his strength is intact. Are we okay? So, the ministry God has given you, the person God has given you, so long as you obey God, it remains intact. Are we okay? So long as you play your role, it remains intact. Because his two eyes were blocked from his eyes. And then Samson said, Put me among two places. Mentors, mentees, all mentees here. Your eyes are pillars. Your eyes are pillars. And you have to be very careful of who you choose to love and who you give information out to. Because your eyes are pillars. And if you don't take care, you will lose your eyes. And as you lose your eyes, you lose pillars. Are we here? If Samson did not fall in love with Lila, he would have cut his eyes, he would have cut his hair. The pillars would even have been broken at the time. The pillars, something you said he was supposed to support him. If you make a mistake of marrying the wrong person, you will lose your pillars because you will lose your eyes. Come in, just like that. Now, verse 20 of Judges 16. Verse 20. I'm ending with this verse 20. Verse 20. Okay. Then she shouted, Samson, the Philistines are coming. Okay. He walked out. So after she, even before, after he had cut, she had cut the hair of Samson. Then she said, Samson, the Philistines are coming. And he woke up. And what did he do? And thought, I will get loose and go free. Huh? As always. They did not know that the Lord had left him. So scripture says, Samson woke out. And then he shook himself as all times. Thinking that this time, as he shakes himself, the spirit of the Lord will come upon him again, like other time. But as he shook himself, he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. So one day, Samson stood up, he shook himself. Then anointing comes. Another time, after breaking the covenant, he shakes himself, and nothing falls upon him. You see, there shouldn't be other times in your life. Some people want to say like, sometimes, sometimes. There shouldn't be sometimes in your life. You shouldn't live extraordinary life sometimes and live ordinary life sometimes. You should live extraordinary life always. I'll be okay. Something stood up to shake himself as other times. But he did not feel the presence of God. The Spirit of God had left him at times. So Samson was a master of shaking himself and then anointing will come. He does this, he does that, but, but, ah, then anointing will come. Then oh God, he becomes supernatural, superpower. He can carry all these things upon his, his shoulders. He doesn't feel pain. Pack the chest, put it on him. If it's small, he said, put more. 
But when the Spirit of God departed from him, not his hair, but the Spirit of God departed from him, there was no strength anymore. Can we use our discipline to serve God? That there will not be other times in our life, but all the time, there will be extraordinary things happening in our life. Can we work for God all the time and not sometimes? Are we here? Can we live for God all the time and not sometimes? You know, some of you, you live for God on Sundays. And even, you know, only on Sundays, this is a few hours. The moment you move the church Saturday, you have stopped living for God. The moment you leave, you put down your church Saturday. You put down your suit. You put down your tie. You move that shoe to go back to the old life. You live a normal life on Sunday, and all the rest of the days, you live like an ordinary person. Why is it so? Why is it so? You are spiritual on Sundays, and other things are not spiritual. You need the work of God on Sundays, but you don't need the work of God in the week. You don't win souls in the way. You don't win souls. You don't. You only do it once in a while. Other times. Other times. Wow. They come for hours us sometimes. But it doesn't end well for sometimes people. Any department you find yourself in, any ministry you find yourself in, don't do your work for sometimes basis. Do your work on always basis. Be consistent. Be disciplined in that act. Don't be like Samson. God would have used a better asset of Samson to save the Israelites. And Samson would have died. He could have killed the people without dying. And one person could have, he, he could slay a whole army. Samson alone could slay a whole army. And yet one woman caused him to die. One woman that loved him. You want to pray today. Father, I will not allow the wrong person for the next two minutes.